um, I was on social media. I was on screens constantly and ended up gaining like 20 pounds. And I was like really frustrated because I didn't eat any sugar. I didn't cheat. I didn't, you know, I was strict carnivore and I'm like, how the hell did I gain 20 pounds eating meat and fat, you know? And it's just like, you will gain weight if you eat more than your body is burning off. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, everything I've learned about how light controls our appetite, how light programs our hormones, I was never going outside. I never saw the sunrise. Um, I was very disconnected from nature and very connected to my phone. And so it was like the perfect storm for me to uh, gain weight and start to feel depressed. Welcome to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. On this podcast, I bring you information, education, advice, and tips from healthcare professionals, scientists, doctors, and everyday people who have changed their lives and health through diet lifestyle and mindset changes and are now rocking their best life. Join me on this journey to rock your best life. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice as I am not a qualified healthcare provider. The information presented on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Rock your best life and rock and rosa wellness are not qualified to provide medical advice. Please consult your own physician or provider with any medical issues that you may be experiencing. This disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors of this podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to bring you this interview today that I did with Sarah Kleiner, also known as Carnivore Yogi. Um, She is somebody that I have looked up to for a long time. Um, She is full of amazing information. Um, You know, and what I love about her is she's just so real and raw in her journey. She's um, experimented a lot with the carnivore diet. Um, She's tried different, you know, fat to protein ratios. Um, And she was, yeah, just really vulnerable and sharing that, you know, a year into her carnivore journey, she actually started to, you know, she lost weight and then um, she started to um, gain weight, actually. And, you know, just having a lot of people with the similar issues, you know, me included, <laughs> even, you know, we're not eating sugar, we're not eating carbs, but yet we start to gain weight sometimes. Um, so experimenting a lot. And we talked a lot about um, you know, um, light in this, in this episode, um, she shares her knowledge with things that she learned along the way. Um, and she is now a quantum health coach as well as a, you know, nutrition coach and yoga teacher. Um, you know, and I just love talking to Sarah, you know, because, you know, it's just, you know, one thing doesn't work for everybody. And so even in the nuances of a carnivore diet, um, it doesn't work the same for everybody and how we can kind of tweak it to fit um, what will work for us and how sometimes it's not just about the diet, you know, changing our relationship with light and really setting up that circadian rhythm 
um, getting off the screens, you know, um, all these different hacks that we can do um, because we're not meant to look at blue screens um, after, you know, um, sunset and getting out um, and grounding in the earth. Um, these are things that have really helped me too, just feel better and sleep better. Um, you know, it gets harder in the winter, of course, but I've been trying to implement these things when I can, you know, waking up and just going outside and getting that first dose of sunlight before I'm looking at my phone or checking emails. And yeah, I gotta admit it is hard sometimes. <laughs> um, but you know, just trying, trying to do our best um, to really make these little tweaks that are gonna help us. And we, you know, we just go into different things and I, and I just hope that you guys get some value from this episode. Um, and, you know, tr just try some of these things and see if they help you. You know, we are beings of light and energy. And so it makes perfect sense that we need to surround ourselves with the proper light. And if you are enjoying this podcast, make sure that you share this episode with somebody that you think would find some value from it. Um, and tag me, tag Sarah, and let me know what was your biggest takeaway from this episode. And just a quick little update on, you know, how I'm doing with my health journey. Um, as you know, I, you know, just recommitted to just carnivore. Um, and... January 2nd, and I took out coffee, I took out dairy, um, and I'm just doing just meat. <laughs> and I am doing, you know, um, steak and butter gals uh, challenge. And I am having so much fun in this community, in that community. Um, and I'm still doing very good. I got over some of my adaption issues that I was having. Um, and I'm feeling great, you guys. And I'm implementing, you know, some OMAD days. Um, going through the fasting program too, and I'm just learning so much about myself along the way. Um, but I am happy to report that I'm already kind of seeing some some changes. I'm feeling better, of course, and I'm noticing, you know, just some changes um, with my body already. Of course, you know, I'm not weighing myself. I'm not looking at the scale. But I am noticing some changes, and I've had other people come comment. Um, they are noticing, you know, inflammation has gone down in my face. My face is a little more sculpted. Um, and I'm just so excited, you guys, because, you know, trying something new, sometimes, you know, we're afraid. It's hard. It's a challenge. Um, but, you know, in the long run, it definitely pays off. And I would say the the hardest thing has been just, you know, when my husband wants to go out to a nice restaurant and it's a place where I would have ordered, um, you know, they always have great steaks, but, and, and nice proteins to choose from, but you know, it's nice to have a little salad or, um, my biggest weakness was like the French onion soup. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was hard. Um, but you know what? I have amazing, um, conviction and when I commit to something, I commit. And, you know, I'm, I've already seen so much inflammation go down in my body and I'm finally able to work out again because I don't know what was going on, you guys, but
but I was just having a lot of inflammation in my muscles and my tissues um, and, you know, joints and a lot of pain. And not to say all that has gone away, but now I, I've been able to start weightlifting again. And just yesterday I did a HIIT workout, which was really, I mean, I'm sore, of course, but I'm the proper sore that you would normally be feeling. And I'm also giving myself days in between to rest. I'm also doing yoga still. I'm, I'm remembering to stretch and listen to my body. But I didn't have the strength before. Um, and I would feel very, very sore for like a week. Um, so, you know, the, the kind of soreness that's not normal. Um, and, you know, I think that was just inflammation from whatever plants I was eating. Um, and so to have that go away and be able to do my workouts again um, is quite amazing. Because if you guys have been following me for a while and you know some of my story, you know that I used to be a Beachbody coach. And I was, I worked out every day um, because I was, I was trying to inspire others. I had lost weight through working out and some dietary changes, but a lot of it was like, I, I've been doing strength training. I, yeah, I went for it. I was really into fitness and, but the last year or so, um, and this was, you know, when I started incorporating the plants, I've, I've now made the connection again with the inflammation. Um, but I, um, I couldn't work out for a while and I, and I kind of slacked off for a while, but, um, I'm just happy to report that I'm able to do it again. And, um, I'm just seeing all these changes and I can't wait for more. Um, and I hope that you guys are finding ways that you can, you know, make your lives better. You know, if you are having pain or digestive issues, that you just try and experiment a little bit, you know. Um, and I hope that you guys are having a fantastic uh, month of February so far. And um, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. And don't forget to rock your best life. Welcome back to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. With me today, I have the honor of talking to Sarah Kleiner um, at Carnivore Yogi. And um, I'm so excited to dive into all the things. Um, welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Rosa. Yeah, I've, I've been following your journey for a while now. Um, and you've helped me so much. And so that's why, you know, and then you've been sharing a lot more things lately about what's helping you. Um, so I wanted to dive in. Um, you have a big story. Um, so yeah, I want to know about, I want to know about all the things. So let's start from the beginning. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I really started kind of taking the red pill as I say it, when my daughter was diagnosed with autism, when she regressed into autism. And that was 13 years ago. Um, that's when I started questioning everything. That's when I started questioning our food, our, um, medical system. I really just started questioning everything when that happened, because it was like someone took the rug and pulled it out from under me and my whole life just changed in an instant. And so, you know, I've been on a journey of wellness and kind of alternative healing for many years now. And, uh, I started that journey thinking that, 
you know, plant-based was best and vegan was best. I also at that time, you know, had left my corporate job and was, had gotten really into yoga because it was very stressful to be having a, you know, to have a child with autism and not really know like what to do. Like there, there was, she was one of the cases where doctors would say, well, we haven't really seen that before. And, you know, she's not really responding to this therapy or that therapy. And it was just, it was very stressful. And, um, so I found yoga and I had decided I wanted to teach it cause I loved it so much. And that's when I decided to full on go vegan. And that lasted about two years, two and a half years until my health just really, really failed me. Um, I loved it because I was so skinny and I had always really struggled with my weight my whole life. I, you know, I have lost, I always say I've lost hundred pounds three times. Yeah. The last time I lost hundred pounds was after my daughter was born. So I've kept that weight off for all these years, really, for the most part, um, the big chunk of it, I've had some regain and losses, I think is normal, but you know, it, it was, um, great. Cause I was so skinny, but then I kept getting cavities. And as a yoga teacher, I was constantly injured. I was, I couldn't, you know, it was just awful. And, um, I was very skinny. I was like a size zero and I am five foot seven. I'm pretty tall. So it just looked very bad. Um, and eventually one of my yoga teachers kind of took me aside. I was doing like an advanced training and he's like, Hey, you know, I see what you're trying to do here with the nonviolence and non-harming and Ahim says what we call it in yoga, but you are harming yourself, um, because you're sick, you don't look good. And if you keep it up, if you don't start eating some animal foods, you're going to get really sick and you're not going to be able to teach. You're not going to be able to be of service to anyone. And that's why you're doing this. Right. And I was like, yeah. Um, so I felt very relieved that he basically was like, go eat some animal foods. It took me <laughs> a little bit to be okay with red meat. I started off with like egg whites. Cause I was afraid of the yolks and afraid of fat. Um, and, but then, and then some chicken breast. And then eventually I, you know, kind of went over towards a more paleo type of diet. Um, but that was like 2014 mm -hmm. and, uh, I, you know, I, I looked pretty healthy relatively, but I still would struggle with some things like eczema and with, you know, I would still eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of plants, because I just believed that that was healthy. I would avoid a lot of red meat, definitely avoid fat. Cause I didn't want to get fat. And, um, you know, fast forward to 2019, I started having a really bad problem with IBS, um, a lot of bloating, a lot of gas, and my eczema was bothering me coming back. And, um, I just was feeling tired a lot. I couldn't practice yoga the way that I wanted to, cause I was just in a lot of pain. I was having a lot of joint pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a friend of mine who is also a functional medicine doctor, Dr. Rimka, she, lives in this area. We're good friends. And she was like, I've been doing carnivore for five months and I'm not dead. <laughs> and she's like, so, you know, with all the problems that you're having, we could do lab work. We could do a big workup and it would cost you a couple thousand dollars, or you could just try carnivore and see if that gets rid of a lot of these issues. And so that's what I did. And it did, it was, I was back on the mat practicing within three weeks, the gas and bloating was gone almost immediately. Um, and I felt great. 
And uh, so as a joke, I started my Instagram page, Carnivore Yogi. It was totally (laughs) just a joke because, you know, I was like in yoga, in the yoga studio, looking around and I'm like, God, I've had so many like vegan potlucks with these people. Everyone's like vegan, vegetarian. And like, if they only knew, I've pretty much only been eating meat um, for like the last few weeks. And I feel great. Like, I just thought it was funny, like an, like a, just a joke. And so I started this account and it just kind of, um, it got, you know, a lot of attention, a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. And so people were really resonating with what I was putting out there. And, you know, here we are three years later and it's pretty much all what I do now, um, <laughs> is, is, uh, coaching and, you know, my podcast and YouTube and social media, like it's a full-time job now, which I would not have believed you if you had told me that three years ago, but I'm really passionate about helping other people, um, to heal without drugs, without medications and, um, you know, not having to spend an arm and a leg to do so, and just putting out free information for people, um, so they can start to really take control of their health. So that's, I guess the story in a nutshell. (laughs) No, it's amazing. And I love it. Oh, thank (laughs) Um, you. I love what you put out there. And I love because you're so right, because, you know, I do yoga too. Not, you know, I'm not really serious about it, but it's helped. It's helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and even like, you know, um, women follow some of these spiritual practices. And um, mm-hmm. I've noticed that even in some of the yoga uh, videos I watch on YouTube, they always, yeah, reference to, oh, eat healthy, you know, eat your mm-hmm. vegetables. Eat clean and juice and. And uh, juice. And, <laughs> and I know, ah, yeah, I know I have a lot of similarities with my story too. But yeah, a lot of the juice, like I tried juicing and that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And um, the bloating and the gas and all that, the eczema, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I had eczema my whole life. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, I just didn't know. I really just had a very sensitive gut. Um, yeah. A very yeah. sensitive gut. Like I just did a, a gene analysis with Dr. Anthony J recently. Oh, and I found out that I have like eight leaky gut genes. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Is that I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Some of us, I mean, genes aren't everything. Genes, you know, they don't have to be your destiny, you know, because if that was my destiny, I would just be sick all the time and bloated and, and have skin issues. But I don't, I don't have any of those problems. But if I stay, um, primarily carnivore. I do take a few things to support my gut. Mm-hmm. If I take really good care of my gut, I don't have any of those problems, but I have the IBS gene. I have a celiac gene. I have all of these, um, genes that just make my gut very difficult to manage. Um, so there is definitely a genetic component, but yeah, genes are not everything. They're just, um, something that, is there that you got to deal with? <laughs> yeah. You got to be more mindful about things for sure. Yeah. And you know, when I was taking my primal health coach, um, courses, um, that's one thing they really stressed about, um, is that there's genetic gene expression. So mm-hmm. your lifestyle, what you eat, your environment, all these mm-hmm. things, they can just turn on these genes. Yep. Exactly. Um, and that makes total sense because I struggle with IBS too. Um, and I recall my grandma, 
um, she had it really bad too. Oh yeah. My dad used to like clear the room and he would like make jokes about it when we were kids, you know, but it was like, he yeah, had horrible gut issues. I remember mm-hmm. growing up with my dad, just always having stomach problems constantly. And then it, then it started happening to me and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Well, so there is some inherited stuff there for sure. Well, and I, I used to think that it was just the food, you know, right. like the processed food, or maybe like we just always, you know, through the generations, we've been just eating the same crap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but now I wonder, because there's also a component with mental illness. There's me- oh, yeah. some mental illness in my family. Mm-hmm. And um and I've, I've never felt better by changing my diet, you know, um, some of the anxiety, the depression, the- well, 90% of the serotonin is made in the gut. So if we have a nice, healthy gut, we can make more serotonin, you know, um, I, one of the things I was shocked to find out, cause I was convinced that I have like an alcoholism gene because I don't drink and I've had an issue with alcohol. Um, I have five years sober and I've had to be in recovery and kick my ass to go to meetings still, even after all these years. So I was like convinced that doctor, I was like, Dr. J, do I have alcoholism gene? He's like, Nope, you don't actually have it. But what you do have is number one, all these gut genes that make it so that you really have a difficult time making enough serotonin. And you also have some genes that make your brain have more difficult time handling stress. And so that's why you're more prone to self-medicate is because your, your body and your brain actually experiences stress, like at a high, high level, like we're Um, dying. Yeah. Like he's like, he's like, you have what I call the PTSD gene. I've never seen anyone that doesn't have PTSD that doesn't have this gene. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Now a lot, a lot of things make more sense. But then of course, you know, like the addict part of me is like, well, I don't have the gene. I'm like, no, no, we're not going to go there. I'm not going to start, you know, down that path again. It's a really poor idea, but Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, mental illness is definitely connected to our gut health. Um, 110%. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm today's special for me too, because it's my three year soberversary. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. Yay. That's and awesome. Yes. And I, I struggled, um, with it, um, too, because, you know, it's so, it's so accepted in our society. Mm-hmm. It's and accepted and glamorized. And it's like, and, you don't have a yeah. problem until you do something horrible, right? right? But what if you're doing something horrible to your body every day and your health? And yeah, and that was what um, kind of was my aha moment, though. Yeah. For me, I well, I was being um, an asshole to my son, yeah. <laughs> to my son yeah. one day. And, and, and also it was just not helping my health, my, you know, my gut health and all that. Yep. Um, because it does do some horrible things to your oh totally microbiome it just washes it out you know yep yep um but yeah so I'm I'm happy to be celebrating with you today congratulations (laughs) that's a big milestone it really is yeah and you're right it takes work it's um Mm -hmm. you know for me like alcohol sugar addiction Mm -hmm. carb addiction all those things are just they're all intertwined definitely absolutely yeah, you have to really work on the the mind and the body and all mm-hmm. of the things uh, in conjunction, or you can't, you know, you can't heal. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a daily awareness and, you know, I have a lot of routines in place and a lot of things that I do for my mental health, um, that also influence my physical health as well. But yeah, for me to stay sober and happy, I have a lot of morning routines. I go to meetings, I talk, I share because, you know, the part of the, the whole deal is like, there's still a little voice in the back of my head. That's like, you know, one day we might be okay to have a drink one day. Mm -hmm. It might be okay. And I know that that's not okay. Cause I had, um, four years at one point. And then I decided, cause I let that voice take over. I kind of quick went to meetings and I thought I'm better. I'm cool. It's been four years. I don't need to, you know, I'm cool. I could have a drink. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And it was like the, the first drink, everything went right back to where it was from four years previous. And I spent a whole year just uncontrollable drinking. And it was freaking miserable. And every single day I said, I'm going to quit. And then I was yeah. like, by the end of, you know, I'd be like, well, I'll quit tomorrow. Well, I quit. And that went on for a year until it was just like, I got to get, I got to go back. And I had to go back and get help. And thankfully it's been, you know, almost five and a half years now since then. So, you know, technically, technically I have nine and a half years, but there was a year, <laughs> year break in there. I don't yeah. recommend that break, <laughs> you know, but it's just one of those things where you just have to say, I know that it's like someone shared in a meeting yesterday that it's like, um, having like a dark passenger with you. It's, like, oh, it's always yeah. like Dexter, you know, he has his dark passenger. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I feel like addiction is like a dark passenger that's always with you and you have to, um, be cognizant of that because they're always looking kind of for a way in, you know, here's a a stressful situation or a life event or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nope, (laughs) you you don't get to come back. Yeah. And you know, I felt the same way. This is my fourth time. And Mm. I, I had this pattern of, it was usually eight or nine months when Mm -hmm. I would, when I would drink again. Yep. And then I would quit again. And then also sugar and carbs came Mm -hmm. back each time too, when I would um, quit. Yeah. And it was like the cycle, like I was, I felt like, you know, stuck. Yeah. I, when I got this last time, five and a half years ago, I gained 30 pounds. Yeah. I I gained my first year. I gained, actually, I gained 20 pounds in about two months. Yeah. And mine was, was quick. It was like within the first six months, but yeah. And yeah. then you get back and I'm like, Oh my God, what, what the heck? Yeah. I well, for me. I mean, I would like talk to other people and be like, I'm just going to go back to drinking because, you know, mm-hmm. at least with drinking, I could control my food. And they're like, no, 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 not a good idea. Not a good idea. And so I'm glad that I didn't, I'm glad that I stuck with it, but it, it is, it can be triggering. Um, and then you, but you learn over time to use the same principles that allowed you to stop drinking and that allow you to stay sober and happy and all of that Mm -hmm. towards food, you know, and towards that's, that's what I have done. I've never had to go to OA or, um, any of the food programs. I just use my other program to help me with the food stuff. And it's, it has worked for me. Um, I do know people that have gone and, and done those other programs and they've been helpful for them, but I've just been lucky that I only have to do the one. <laughs> no, so. I, I mean, and then I've, you know, I've listened to a lot of people talk about addictions to food, alcohol, and, and it's all connected. 
Yeah, um, it is. Yes. Um, well, I want to get into some more of these questions. Some There's been some changes that you've made recently. Sure. And also, you know, I, you know, I restarted too on just a strict carnivore diet recently, mm. just because I was experimenting over the last year or so with adding things in and a few things came back for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, my eczema came back and mm-hmm. a few gut issues. So I'm like, okay, I need to recommit to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I know that you you were struggling a little bit um, like a year in or so with, yeah. ga- with gaining weight. Um, and and let's just talk about that. Like, what, what do you think um, would, would cause that with people? Because I hear that a lot, too, of, People getting frustrated like they've been on carnivore for a year or so and then they start gaining weight um so yeah i mean for me it was a lot of things um it was that i really didn't have good satiety there were some gut issues involved there as well i didn't really have good stomach acid production or um, good enzymatic function. And so I just never, I wasn't really extracting the nutrients from my food. So I didn't feel satisfied. And so I was just overeating just a little bit, but enough so that I was gaining weight. Um, I also, in my first year of carnivore was doing a lot of fasting because I thought that you had to fast to do carnivore, which I don't think that you do honestly at all. Um, but it was something that I was doing a lot of, and I ended up really messing up my hormones. I lost my cycle and, uh, didn't really feel very good. And so I kind of swung the other way in year two, I quit fasting and I went very high fat. I made sure I was in like a deep level of ketosis. Um, and that definitely caused me to gain weight. I quit fasting, went to high fat, um, wasn't really exercising, wasn't going outdoors. It was also 2020. So I stayed in the house on my device, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get my YouTube channel really pop in. And, um, I was on social media. I was on screens constantly and ended up gaining like 20 pounds. And I was like really frustrated because, I didn't eat any sugar. I didn't cheat. I didn't, you know, I was strict carnivore and I'm like, how the hell did I gain 20 pounds eating meat and fat, you know? And it's just like, you will gain weight if you eat more than your body is burning off. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, everything I've learned about how light controls our appetite, how light programs our hormones. I was never going outside. I never saw the sunrise. Um, I was very disconnected from nature and very connected to my phone. And so it was like the perfect storm for me to uh, gain weight and start to feel depressed again. And just, yeah, that's really what happened to me year two. Um, And so year three really is where I started saying, you know what, I'm going to dig a little deeper here. I started working with, um, with Dr. Hunt and Mm. she encouraged me to go back to doing some fasting to start exercising. Um, and the biggest thing was to start seeing sunrise every single day. And, um, she really sent me down this rabbit hole of circadian biology and quantum physics, because once I started, doing daily sunrise and spending time outdoors. I mean, it was when I started doing it, it was like April, May, Mm -hmm. I would literally some days just walk like three hours a day, like 
in the morning, I'd walk at sunrise, I'd walk at noon, and then I'd walk in the evening. So it wasn't like all at once, but I was just outdoors like a lot. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just loved it. And that naturally kind of regulated my appetite. I ended up dropping all the weight and then some, and then I just decided I really wanted to learn more about circadian biology and quantum physics. Mm -hmm. And so I've done a certification program in that, and I'm doing another like master class right now. And I'm just like spending a lot more of my time and energy on that. Um, and less and less on the micromanaging of the food, which has been really fun. And, um, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot of, of how I do things for sure. Yeah. And I love it. Um, you know, I, I live in Colorado, so, um, I love to be outside. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, gorgeous it's there. beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful here, but I never really liked the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. it was always hard, but this year I started doing more like ice bath. Nice. Um, and more, I, what I do is like hot and cold therapy. So yep. I, I live up the road from a hot spring. Nice. Um, but I'm just so lucky. I know. Yeah. Not, not everyone that's has really awesome. Not everyone has those benefits. But yeah. Um, so what I started doing is, you know, they have a yin yang pool where it's hot on one side, it's cold on the other. Um, so this is kind of different than just doing an ice bath. But I, I yeah. started doing that and my circulation is Oh, it's so helpful for circulation. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I always had really bad circulation in my hands and feet, kind of mm. probably like a little bit of Raynaud's um, type thing going on. And so I always got really cold, but now yeah. I, I go outside and I love, <laughs> I love the cold. Yeah, me too. I mean, and it's I've cold, always hated but, it, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's so there. And I've noticed some changes already, you know, with a lot of different brain stuff and, my mood and all that stuff. So that's so awesome. So I'm really interested in learning more and more about what you're you're talking about, about the quantum and the, the circadian rhythm and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, good. the more you learn about it, the more it's like you want to know more and more and more. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at as I just it's like, I can't get enough. I want to keep learning more. And I'll tell you when I really have this stuff dialed in the cold therapy outside grounding, sunrise, sunset, outdoor time, mm-hmm. I don't have to eat the strictest, strictest, strictest diet. I, I can eat as much dairy as I want. Now I've never been able to tolerate dairy yeah. in my whole life. I That's eat cheese at like every freaking meal. Oh, <laughs> really? Like, no oh. issues, zero issues. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering about that because I know I had to stay away from dairy. Um, too much dairy. I think it's not really the dairy. It's like the proteins in the, the protein, dairy, the yep. casein. Yeah, I just it, it triggers my my um, eczema. Eczema. And, yep. Yeah. I would do that. I would get it really bad on my hand, and I get no eczema. I would get no stomach issues. I mean, I can. I literally, my husband was like, God, how much freaking cheese do you eat <laughs> yesterday? I was like, I don't yeah. know as much as I want. And he's like, wow. Okay. Um, cause it doesn't make me put on weight. It doesn't give me skin issues. It doesn't give me histamine issues. I don't get the runny nose or that was the other thing I was suffering from the histamine. Yep. Yeah. I had horrible histamine issues, but you know, this last year of implementing circadian biology and quantum physics, mm-hmm. I'm telling you like 
all the issues that I used to have that I had to be so strict in my diet. I could never, ever have anything off of carnivore, no dairy, nothing, you know, or I'd have a massive reaction. I can get away with murder at this point. I don't push the limits. I don't try, but you know, at Christmas this year, I just, and Thanksgiving, I allowed myself to eat the regular, what everyone else was eating. And wow. Yeah. I ate dessert. I had the bread. I ate whatever I wanted and I had no issues. You know, if I had eaten, continued to eat like that, like every day for weeks on end, I definitely would have issues. It definitely would have caused problems. Cause I think you just does for anybody regardless, but yeah, because of my body just really works so much better. Now it didn't cause a big issue at all. So wow, I've definitely changed my stance on diet and food. I still, for me eating mostly carnivore is just easier. Um, it's easier on my body. It's easier on my gut, but I don't have to, I don't have to do that hundred percent of the time. I have more leeway now, um, which is really cool. So I'm real passionate about sharing the changes that I've made and that I've done over the last year, because I've seen this in my clients also, where they can get away with things now that they couldn't before. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, do you think that some of this light therapy and all that, do you think that that is healing the gut as well? Absolutely. Like in a deep on a deeper level, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's actually several studies that show, um, fixing your circadian rhythms will help to heal the gut walking around barefoot outside helps to heal the microbiome, um, light on your gut, you know, red light therapy on your gut has been shown to heal the gut. So there's, there's a lot of awesome benefits to the stuff that I'm doing as far as the gut goes. And I never was someone that would go to the bathroom every day. Um, and then I didn't know this. You really want to go, you know, number two, every morning at sunrise, like that is how the body is programmed to get rid of waste that same time every morning sunrise. And I used to have to rely on coffee, which I don't drink coffee, you know, Mm -hmm. in order to go to the bathroom. But now it's like, I wake up, you know, go to the bathroom and then go outside and it's very regular it's daily. And I just didn't think that I, you know, I just didn't know that that was possible for me, but it is. Um, and it's pretty cool and it feels really good too. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's amazing. Um, well, now you were talking about some, um, the red light therapy. Mm-hmm. Can you talk more, a little more about that? Um, because that's something I, I don't have a red light, but I've wanted to invest in it for a little while, you know, but it is kind of an investment. It um, is. but like, what are the, some of the benefits? Um, there's a ton of benefits. And I did a podcast with, um, Chris, who's the owner of EMR tech and that's on my YouTube and my podcast. And I use the EMR tech, um, because I actually heard Dr. Jack Cruz talking about how he worked like Dr. Jack Cruz. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a neurosurgeon. He's been on my podcast before he's amazing, Mm -hmm. um, wealth of knowledge, but he was talking about how his nurses, dad who was 80 years old fell off the roof and had you know broken his leg and what he did to help him heal was set him on the riding lawnmower let him mow the grass with no shirt on in the middle of the summer to get nice and tan get lots of sun and also get in front of that red light device for 45 minutes a day 
and his leg as an 80 year old healed like that. Wow. And he got rid of, um, some issues he was having with his eyesight. Oh, which, really? Yeah. As little as three minutes a day of red light has been shown to reverse issues with eyesight, which is amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, so there's just so many studies out there about red light. It helps to produce more collagen in your skin Our, you know, every single cell in our body has a photoreceptor on it. So our body is constantly taking instruction from the light code around us. And 90% of those, you know, melanopsin receptors are in the eyes, but 10% is on the skin. So, I mean, that red light, it gives your body a very strong signal. It helps with inflammation. It helps with your mitochondrial health. It helps with hydration. It helps to create more easy water inside the cells. And I mean, it's just, yeah, it's there. The benefits are amazing. There've been, there's a study that was done in Sweden with uh, women over 40 who had had one or more failed IVF cycles. They put them under the red light panels, put it on their ovaries and reproductive organs And there was a 60% success rate of natural pregnancy after they had had, you know, one or more failed IVFs over the age of 40. The oldest woman who was actually able to conceive naturally after doing the red light therapy was 50. And so, I mean, there's fertility benefits. There's, it produces more collagen in your skin. It helps with hydration. It helps with pain and inflammation. If I will like tweak my shoulder, sometimes swinging the kettlebell too hard, Mm -hmm. I'll just sit in front of that red light. And it's like, Oh, you know, it, it, really turns on that parasympathetic response in the body. So it's, it's a very powerful tool and more and more and more being studied, um, for therapeutic reasons. My husband actually has had issues with, with hair loss and he, you know, I can't tell, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's very sensitive about it. He doesn't want to lose his hair. Um, and he was even taking a medication to, for hair loss. And, um, so Chris, the owner of EMR tech actually one of the reasons he started the company was because he was having the same issue. So my husband uses the panel on the top of his head for 20 minutes a day and his hair has gotten thicker. I mean, wow. and I didn't believe it. I'm like, what? And Chris like explained, cause Chris is a good friend of mine. Now he actually explained this process of, you know, if you're just in the first couple years of losing hair, the cells are still there. They haven't totally died. And when you stimulate it with that red light, they have the possibility to regenerate and regrow hair. So yeah, you can, you can believe my husband's like laying (laughs) on the ground in my kitchen every night with the light, you know, right on his head because he's just souped, um, (laughs) that he's getting hair regrowth. So I'm, I love the red light. Yeah. 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 It's really awesome. And what do you, are there any benefits to weight loss? Um, absolutely. Because it's going to improve your mitochondrial health. And when we think about weight loss, it's, if you have mitochondrial that mitochondria that are slow, that are all swollen. Okay. It's really hard to lose weight. So one of the things I think that helped me to lose weight when I was that I was improving my mitochondria through my light code Mm -hmm. and through, you know, going outside, connecting with nature, that was it. And getting rid of the AirPods, wearing blue blockers, all of those things to help to improve my mitochondrial health, because I can eat a lot of food and not gain weight now. I mean, I'm, I haven't done a crazy drastic calorie cut. 
um, to maintain my weight, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've improved my mitochondrial health. So people think I'm crazy for all the stuff I do, you know, (laughs) but I don't really care. Well, the results are, the results speak for themselves, right? Who cares what people think? (laughs) Yeah. So there, I mean, I definitely think there could be weight loss, um, benefits with red light for sure. Yeah. But it is like a whole picture, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a whole picture. It's not just Um, like taking a pill and expecting everything to change. You got to change your lifestyle. Yeah. There's no quick fixes, you know, because I think a lot of people want that. And Mm -hmm. I'm already, I'm already kind of seeing that, um, you know, in some of the communities I'm involved in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of people just starting fast. Yeah. Everyone wants it fast. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, you know, you have to heal your body. You have to give it time. You really do. But the circadian rhythms, you can fix those in just a few days. I mean, that's the, that's the cool thing about the circadian rhythms. You can be, you can fix those in just a few days and all it takes is getting up before sunrise and not Mm -hmm. looking at your phone, not looking at lights in the house, but just having that be the first light that you see going outside, eating something within that first 30 minutes to an hour of the sunrise you know, spending time outdoors away from electronics and then looking at sunset after sunset, dimming your house, not looking at electronics or anything. We're in blue blockers mm-hmm. doing that for a few days. It's going to reset your whole circadian rhythm. It doesn't take months or years to do that. It can, you can do it relatively quickly. Yeah, no, just these, some of these simple changes, you know, you don't need mm-hmm. expensive equipment. <laughs> you just- right. I mean, sometimes it is a little harder, you know, when it's, uh, when you live in a cold climate, you know, sometimes definitely, absolutely. Uh, to, you know, I was grounding a lot, um, in the summer, but then when it started, we started to get snow on the ground. Mm-hmm, that's little, hard. It's a little harder. I, you know, but I, I still try and do it if I can find a little patch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tell people to take a boiling pot of water, pour it on the ground. Oh, you know, and yeah. And then stand there for, because water is a nice conductor of the electrons as well. And that's what you're doing is you're gathering electrons through the feet and that the, you know, our cells are made of protons, neutrons, and electrons. What causes inflammation is excess protons, right. And not enough electrons. So when we're grounding, when we've got sunlight on our skin, when we're doing red light therapy, all of these things allow our body to collect more electrons and that in turn reduces inflammation. And so anytime that you can be, you know, you don't have to do 45 minutes of grounding all at once. If you could pour some boiling water on the ground and then stand out there for five minutes, cool, you know, 10 minutes, do it in small cuts. And they have grounding shoes now too, which I have a pair that I wear hiking. Um, it's actually a lady in in Colorado that started the company. Um, Harmony 783 is what it's called. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. I have a discount code too. Let me oh, okay. see if I can find it. Um, cause yeah, it's there. I love mine. It's 15 C Yogi is my discount code there, but okay. I wear my grounding shoes hiking like today. Um, I'll go this afternoon. There's this mountain, you know, probably about 30 minutes from my house that we go hike around the bottom of the mountain. There's a mm-hmm. lake that we hike and I'm wearing my grounding shoes, phone on airplane mode, just getting out there. Um, my body is getting code and I feel so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah. I, I still do a lot of hiking and walking. Yeah. Um, I have, well, I have two dogs. I have an oh, older, yeah, you gotta walk. <laughs> I have an older dog, but I have a puppy who, Aww. you know, 
he's like eight months now. He's a chocolate mm -hmm. lab. <laughs> oh, those so, are a handful for sure. <laughs> yes, that was a birthday present. Um, um, and also, I think we share the same birthday. I'm not sure. Um, June 8th. June 11th is Oh, mine. yours is June 11th. Okay. I knew it was yeah. like around the same time. So Still Gemini's. <laughs> Gemini power. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, let's see what other questions I have for you here. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, supplements. Do you yes. Now, do you think that there is a need for supplements on like a keto or carnivore diet? For, I mean, for me, I just did a video on this on my YouTube channel yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. I have, because I have those eight leaky gut genes, I just uh -huh. have to really treat my gut with kid gloves. And so I still do supplement with a little HCL. If I'm going to have a big protein meal with like, you know, 30 grams of protein, if I'm going to eat a big steak, I will supplement with a little bit of HCL beforehand. I still use some digestive enzymes midway through my meals. And I've also really started falling in love with butyrate. Um, okay. so I do that and I do a probiotic. Now, does everyone need to do that? I don't know, but I have a long history of gut issues as well as SSRI usage, um, you know, Tylenol, Advil, a lot of medications that I used and abused for many years. I've used alcohol for many years. So mm -hmm. I'm okay with having to add these things because they just really help my digestion run smoothly. And, you know, I was taking a ton of supplements when I started working with Dr. Hunt, because that's kind of what she does is, um, you know, prescribes, she does pre prescribe a lot of supplements, but mm -hmm. I have come off of almost all of them at this point because of the, um, quantum health stuff that I've done. Um, the cold oh. therapy, I do a lot of, I do ice bathing three times a week. Um, I did do three months of deuterium depleted water, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah. But between the deuterium depleted water and the ice bathing, I came off of almost all those supplements. And because my body just functions really well now, I can extract the nutrients from my food. I do eat salmon roe. I do, you know, try to get the highest quality meat. I work with a local farm here, get eggs and meat delivered to the house. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that is important. But using those digestive enzymes in the HCL, I'm able to really extract the nutrients from my food very well. So I don't need to take a bunch of stuff. Um, I do think people on carnivore and keto, most people do need to supplement electrolytes. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. And I do, I do supplement electrolytes. I use um, upgraded formulas because they have the hair tissue mineral analysis. So I will send in, you know, a little hair from the bottom of my head every 90 days, do a consultation. It's very affordable. Mm -hmm. And then they're kind of like, okay, take this much sodium, this much potassium, this much magnesium dial back or do more. Oh, and, okay. um, that's how I, I just kind of stay on top of those electrolytes. And I also drink, I'm very snobby about the kind of water that I drink. Mm -hmm. We get mountain Valley spring water delivered to the house in glass. Um, I do add Quinton minerals to my water and then I will, um, structure the water with my red light device. And I find that I have a lot of, you know, heart, a lot easier time hanging on to my minerals, my electrolytes, and I just feel better. So those are upgrades. Um, I think just sodium, potassium, magnesium is going to be good for most people, but the stuff I do with my water, 
adding the quinton minerals, those things I consider upgrades. Um, so I hope that answers a question. No, it does. Yes, I yeah. know. Those are all, I mean, it, you know, and I've kind of experimented with different supplements. The thing that always, um, you know, I feel like stays with me anyway is definitely probiotics. Mm -hmm. Definitely magnesium for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and a, a lot of those things I've kind of learned through you, with, especially with the upgraded uh, formula, mm -hmm. the magnesium. That, I love their magnesium. It's so good. <laughs> well, because I've tried other magnesiums and, mm -hmm. you know, they kind of give you this whoosh yeah. <laughs> feeling sometimes. And theirs doesn't do that to mm -hmm. me at all. Mm -hmm. And then it, it makes me have the deepest sleep I've ever had. Yeah. Best sleep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, especially like if you're just adapting, like I am again, to just taking out that last little bit of plants again mm -hmm. and just doing a strict carnivore diet. It's helped me, you know, because you have those adaption issues. Oh yeah. And I didn't think I would even have that. Just oh yeah. I've had that before. <laughs> I did. I remember like year one of carnivore, I was kind of, I got a little sloppy on vacation. We had gone to the beach in like August and I was letting little things like a quest bar here and there, like just mm -hmm. little things just sneak in mm -hmm. or the, the rebel ice cream. And then yeah. Judy did her 75 hard. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, 75 days of the set. And I was very strict on it. I did it, but man, the first like, like two weeks, almost three weeks of doing that 75 hard was rough because I was like readapting. And I'm like, dude, I have really been mostly carnivore with just a couple little things here and there, but yeah, it's rough. Yeah. And I, that's what I've been like for the past year, year and a half or so is I've just been, you know, I'm mostly carnivore. But then mm -hmm. I'll have some veggies. Usually it's like the meals with my family. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is always the hardest for me. And then my husband likes to, he likes to go out to nice restaurants and mm. it's easier to have the meat with a little bit of veg, you know. Yeah. Or a salad, you know. Or a something. salad. Yeah. And the fancy steakhouse salads can be fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I don't think that's bad for most people. No. Mm -mm. But for me, I, you know, I just realized that um, I have a hard time detoxifying mm. and we, I don't know where those plants came from. Um, there's yeah. probably glyphosate glyphosate. Yeah. Which is a gut is, destroyer. Yep. And I think that's a lot of the issues, but yeah, the, the electrolytes, the magnesium mm -hmm. for me really helped. Yeah. Um, and because yeah, at first I was having trouble sleeping again. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I had all this energy. I just had, I had to go yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the heart racing for me anyway, mm. that's what I had. Um, and so, yeah, some of these supplements can really help. Yeah. I mean, I just think that electrolytes are very, very important for most people. And I hear long-term carnivores that say they don't do any electrolytes. I mean, Kelly Hogan is a, a good friend of mine. I know she doesn't yeah. do really electrolytes, but I feel like once you have done something for a very long time, you, your body learns to adapt. Our bodies are very smart. And so someone yeah. like Lisa Wiedemann, who's done carnivore for, you know, 12, 13 years, she tells people, I don't do any electrolytes. We don't need electrolytes. I maybe think she doesn't need any because she's done it so long. And I love her and think she puts out amazing information mm -hmm. um, and really has a heart to help people. So I appreciate everything she does. But I think that really what happens when you do something for a very long time is that you adapt because I don't do, I don't eat carbs, 
yeah. and my hormones and my thyroid are fabulous. Yeah. Um, but I have done this for years now. And so I just don't, I don't need any carbs. I don't need sugar and my hormones and my thyroid are fabulous. Um, but that isn't always the case for everyone. Um, especially yeah. in the beginning, it's a very stressful thing for your body to go through. And when your body is going through a lot of stress, you're going to dump a ton of minerals. And so you need to replace those. Well, yeah. And I even tried experimenting, you know, um, I took out the electrolytes and then it wasn't immediate. Um, yeah. It takes a, it takes a minute, <laughs> but I, I had this, yeah, I tried to, you know, I like to do intermittent fasting, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes, I mean, the past year I haven't been fasting like hardly any at all, Yeah, but I would throw in like a day with like, Oh, I'm going to go golf with my husband. So yeah, I just want to eat for lunch. Yeah. But I had the, I had the horrible headache. <laughs> The oh, worst yeah. headache. And yep. I felt like I was dying. <laughs> yep. I and tell so, anyone, like, if you have a headache issue, if you have like muscle fatigue or muscle weakness, if you have trouble sleeping, all of those things are pointing towards your minerals in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. 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 And I'm definitely gonna get that test that you talked about. Um, I've been meaning to get that for a while, but <laughs> yeah, I know I think it's one of those good things. to know exactly like what you exactly need, you know. So I have all my, my clients and my, my group members. I always encourage them to do that HTMA with a consultation because a lot of times just taking uh, Ultima or LMNT, those electrolyte powders is not mm -hmm. sufficient for people. And the ratio of sodium to potassium on those is different. Like LMNT, it's, you know, a thousand milligrams of sodium and 200 milligrams of potassium, but I have to stick more to a two to one ratio with my sodium potassium, just after doing multiple HTMAs and just seeing the, the sodium potassium ratio that I respond best to, if I was to just only do LMNTs. I would have a very big, uh, I would get low on potassium. All that sodium mm. would push out my potassium because the minerals are all, if you look up, if you Google mineral wheel, you'll mm -hmm. see each one influences one another. Um, and yeah. yeah. And fat soluble vitamins are the same way. So I don't think that organ meats or taking organ meat supplements is you're going to get vitamin A toxicity, unless you have like shitty vitamin D. If your vitamin D is in the toilet, you might want to be cautious with supplementing with the organ meats or eating a ton of organ meats because A, D, E, and K balance one another out. And so, um, yeah, make sure your, your vitamin D status is in a really good place, but don't blame liver and organ meats for vitamin A toxicity. It's really, it's just a, it's an imbalance. Well, no, I agree. Um, yeah, because one thing just affects the other. And yeah, you need, a lot of people don't realize too with vitamin D and it up regulates like serotonin. Oh, yeah. Um, so and, many functions of the body. Yeah, I was experiencing that too for a while. I just got really depressed. I didn't know why. Yeah. I went to the doctor. I got my hormones checked. I got everything mm -hmm. checked. Everything was fine, um, mm -hmm. according to the the doctor anyway <laughs> yeah right um, I, know, I know that story so no yeah but but yeah it just it you know I stopped I used to take vitamin d too because I had really low vitamin d mm -hmm. um and that's something I want to talk to you too about sure um but I just stopped taking it after kind of hearing what you were talking about um because I was in the sun all the time like all summer I just hike and climb and mm -hmm do all these things. I was always in the sun. 
but my yeah. vitamin D levels were like in the twenties. Oh, wow. And, um, and I ate liver, I ate mm. all this meat, I ate, you know, sardines and all the things that I think are good for vitamin D yet. Um, I was experiencing issues. Yeah. So now how did you get your vitamin D levels up? Um, well, I sunrise every single day is vital sunrise and, and the, the light builds upon one another. So for your body to be able to absorb vitamin D, you have to have proper hormonal signaling. So when we wake up, we're still making melatonin and we want this to be a gradual switch to turn off that pineal gland, turn on the endocrine system and begin to, to make cortisol. So for that, we need light code. If we look straight at our phone instead of the sun, it's like, the intensity of your phone versus the intensity of the sunrise is like six times more. And so it's signaling, Hey, let's make cortisol as though it's the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, they may not be absorbing vitamin D for a few reasons, but one of those is that they're not every single morning looking at sunrise, getting that natural slow switch from melatonin to cortisol, slow, natural rise. And then UVA light also, which is the light right after sunrise, helps your body to make melatonin, serotonin, dopamine, tyrosine, tryptophan, all these hormones and your thyroid hormone, they are all produced from UVA light and UVB light is the light that creates vitamin D. So all of these lights and all these hormonal signals, they kind of build upon one another. So a lot of people will just go out at noon, they'll just go out in the middle of the day and they wonder why they, number one, maybe don't absorb vitamin D or number two, they get burned. Um, mm. You're going to be a lot more likely to get burned if you don't precondition your skin with the red light that comes from sunrise and UVA. It's, it, it is a building scale. The other thing that can stop vitamin D absorption is too much non-native EMF. Um, so being on your device too much, uh, having Wi-Fi going in your house constantly, um, just being around uh, a lot of non-native EMF is very stressful on the body. And if the body is stressed out, it's going to dehydrate you. And it's also going to prevent your body from converting that UVB light into vitamin D that your body can synthesize and use. So there's there's a lot of things, you know, I have people that live in these bigger cities. I mean, I live in Atlanta, so, um, I feel like I, I do live in a decent sized populated city. I don't live in the burbs. I live pretty much in a heavily populated area. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was lucky to be able to make the, the D that I did. I got my levels up over a hundred last summer. Um, oh, I know I was, yeah. I was amazed. I don't even, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No supplements, just outdoor sunrise. UVA, you know, that's what I did. Um, but a lot of people have the issue of not being able to convert vitamin D in LA and New York. Those are two places where I have a lot of followers that I'll get messages a lot of the time. And I'm like, your body is exposed to a ton of radiation where you are. You got to mm. start mitigating this as well as you can. So turning off your Wi-Fi at night, putting your phone on airplane mode as much as possible, trying to get off grid like today you know, we're going to go to the mountain and hike. Um, and there's no cell signal where we go. Like you really can't use your phone. So finding yeah. places where there's no good cell signal, spending time there barefoot out in nature with skin ex exposed to sun. Um, those things can be helpful to, to help with the vitamin D production. 
Yeah, I I agree. I know that I feel so much better when I'm away from all the devices and yeah, just it's out. <laughs> yeah, but I do still. I know I spend too much time on the phone. Oh, I do too. I do. So oh, it's I gotta, terrible. Oh, yeah. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta break that. That's another addiction, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It totally is. Yeah, and another thing I started doing that I think has helped. It makes it hard sometimes when I stop wearing sunglasses. Oh yeah, totally. Um, you got to ditch the sunglasses because it's like putting a tarp over a plant and I'm like, why isn't this growing? Because again, 90% of those melanopsin receptors are in the eye. So your eye needs the light code for you to be able to synthesize vitamin D and your skin and produce those hormones. If you're wearing sunglasses, you're blocking your eyes from that light code. And it's, it's not, it's not good. It's not a good idea. Yeah, I know. I, you know, and my husband thinks I'm crazy. He's like, fine, don't, he buys me all these sunglasses. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to wear them. My husband used to do the same thing, but now it's been, you know, th almost three years. And I have, he's like, no, nah. he's like, your, your blue blockers are cute. So we buy yeah. blue blockers instead of sunglasses. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> but I wear these indoors and nothing outdoors. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know I've got to let you go here soon, um, but I know there's like, you know, we can go on and on here, <laughs> um, but there you have, um, you have a website and then mm -hmm. you, you coach people. Are you still doing like the group coaching? I do. I have a private membership group right now. Um, okay. and that's on my website and on my, you can get, get that on my Instagram page through my links. Um, I'm, I also have a webinar that I did in January that people can go and download. If they just go to quantumhealthmasterclass.com, oh, you can go okay. right to the webinar and download the, the resource guide and everything. And that really takes people through all the stuff that I'm talking about. The blue blockers, the sunrise, like, um, the cold therapy, all that stuff. And they can, they can watch that. And I'm doing another webinar in February, um, that's called building your perfect quantum plate. And it's more oh. on nutrition and how light uh, actually influences our metabolism and how okay. to work with that. And so I'm, what I'm doing is less one-on-one -on -one coaching and I'm trying to just do more um, webinars and then send people that really want more access to me to that private membership group. Cause I do a live Q and a every Friday and they have an opportunity to ask me questions anytime. Um, there's always a, a place where they can ask questions. No, that is such valuable information. I am definitely going to look all, I'm going to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Because now I want to learn about all, that's the other thing I want to learn about too, is all of that, all of the light codes and yeah. the quantum and and yeah, the I, quantum health masterclass is just a great place to start. It's very, very simple. Um, it's not like you have to change your whole everything, but that, that masterclass just takes you from sunrise all the way through the end of your day, how to eat, like how to structure things. And yeah, it's, it's really thorough. And, um, now what, now what school did you, is there a certain school or program you went through? Um, quantum health TV is. Okay. The, it's like a collection of doctors and um, coaches, people who have really, a lot of them have really worked um, and are friends with Dr. Jack Cruz, heavily influenced with, worked with. Um, and so I did their coaching certification last year. 
And right now I'm doing, um, another, it's not a certification, but it's more like in depth on all this circadian biology, quantum physics, learning how to deal, you know, work with a light code. Um, and one of the, it's with one of the instructors from my coaching group. And then another, uh, friend of mine who, um, lived with Dr. Cruz for a long time. And so oh, wow. he's, he's a, he's a Chinese medicine doctor. And so okay. the two of them are doing a six week course. I'm taking that right now too. So, and then self-study, you know, there's yeah. most quantum physics has got to be self-taught because there's not a whole ton of, uh, programs out there for it right now. Yeah, I was, you know, I didn't really see a lot. Um, I yeah. read and I read Dr. Hunt's book too. And yep. it was, it was very amazing, but it was yeah. a lot of science that I didn't understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, yeah, she can, but I, I understood the best to follow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, as long as you understand where the, you know, I understand where she's coming from and the message that she's trying to, you know, portray, but yeah, I, you know, sometimes for the just normal lay person, it's, it's like, a lot. <laughs> yeah. I have people that message me. They're like, do you understand everything that Dr. Hunt says on her live streams? And I'm like, no, I do not. <laughs> I don't even try to pretend to understand. I just listen yeah. and then hope that she'll like talk about it again sometime in the future when I can receive the information, but no, I do not. Like she's, yeah. she's a very brilliant woman. She um, is. I mean, really, she's, she's sharp. Yeah. She's very sharp. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and her results with all her clients just speak for mm-hmm. themselves, you know, so yep. we can't deny Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you for so much for talking um, to me today, Sarah. I love you. You're welcome. I, I respect all your work that you're doing, and um, I know you're going to change some more lives. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me and, and sharing this with your listeners. I appreciate it. Yes. Okay, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss a thing. If you loved this episode, I would just love it if you would go over to Apple Podcasts and give me a rating or review. It really helps more people find the information on this podcast. If you need help getting started on your journey, I'm your girl. I would love to be your coach and guide. I offer a free 30-minute discovery call over at rockandrosawellness.com. Let's find what works best for you. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Until then, don't forget to rock your best life.